Welcome, everybody, to Episode 7 of the Superhouse Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Again, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud by searching for Thundercast Podcasts. And that's on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, we are college friends that get together every week, maybe sometimes, sometimes more than once a week, to talk about the things we're interested in. And uh, we're, it's just kind of like a reconnection podcast sort of a thing. So uh, the past two podcasts, we've been talking about Batman vs. Superman quite a lot. But this time, Johnson's with us from Latvia. Hey. And uh, oh, yeah, let's do the introductions. I forgot. This is Andrew from Los Angeles. Go ahead, uh, Johnson. Uh, this is Matt from Riga, Latvia. Joey. This is Joey. I'm hailing from uh, Cleveland, Ohio at the moment. Oh, yeah. And this is James in Los Angeles. All right, cool. Yeah, so we wanted to get started off with uh, Johnson's thoughts of Bats v. Soups. What you got? Uh, yeah, I was late, so I finally caught it. Um, so I heard everybody's criticism, so I came in with very, very low expectations. And I also never had like a huge connection with the Justice League. But, I mean, I always like Batman and superman to a lesser degree but uh overall the movie wasn't like i again i came in with really low expectations so i think it, it i was a little surprised that it was i enjoyed it as much as i did i'm not saying it's great by any means um i think it starts off i like uh, bruce wayne's perspective of the whole incident uh, the part everybody seems to hate the, you know, that, and then up until, uh, Doomsday comes alive or whatever. Actually, that was my least favorite part was Doomsday. He's just another like That's... CGI gorilla, you know, it's just like a monster <laughs> that's top heavy and jumps a hundred miles into the air. And I don't know. I think, I mean, that's that's interesting to hear because that's most people's favorite part is those last 30 minutes because you got the three of them fighting the same fight and in their different ways. And it's finally a lot of action because the first, the first part of it, the action's a bit slow, you know? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like that slow burn because I like that perspective of what it would actually be like if there was a super being and how that would affect I everything. Do, the last body. fight is... It's like a, you know, that's probably one of my favorites. But yeah, I do agree with Johnson where uh, Doomsday just looks like, he basically looks like the cave troll from the first Lord of the Yeah, Man. he's every other monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They didn't really, they didn't really like make him really look like Doomsday. Yeah. You know? But he grew, grew Yeah, he had more of those stony yeah, plates. Yeah, like around his yeah. face, like kind of covering his eyes, you know, really give like maybe some, some of the white hair, uh, yeah. you know. But, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, right in the comics. Yeah, the spikes in out of his hands, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, he just ended up looking like the the same like cave troll. Every single CGI gorilla. That's what they yeah, all are. Yeah, they all growl. <laughs> they all have big long arms, and they they got the scrunchy <laughs> face. He jumps onto the Lex building. He cl he climbs up there like King Kong, and all those Apache helicopters. <laughs> I don't know. I, I that part was 
more was better than a lot of the movie. I felt like. What did you What do you think was the best part then? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, of course, my favorite part is uh, that apocalyptic future where Batman comes out of a bunker and. <laughs> oh yeah. Superman's like some tyrannical overlord. Uh, but other than that, I thought they should have done more with the fight between Superman and Batman. That's what I, you know, I yes. like. Get rid of the whole doomsday thing. Just have a longer fight with those two. That's what I was saying. That's if you go back and listen to the the last two. That's the that's the exact thing I've been saying. Yeah. That fight's too short. Yeah. yeah. Don't need. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've I've heard from other people as well that 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 uh, if you see it a second time, knowing it's not that great, it's it's not it's not all that bad. I think that's where I came from. Yeah. Yeah. You're the you're not the first person I've I've heard say yeah, that because it's not like the spirit bad or like Wolverine Origins bad. It's, right. <laughs> it's just you know not as good as it could have been or should have been. I think it's Zack Snyder's second lowest rated film after uh, Sucker Punch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Everything else is in like uh, at least the. F- like high 40s or 50s or 60s hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, see, like Sucker Punch is an obviously bad movie. Right. Yeah. I've like I've heard of like if you're a fan of anime, you'll you'll kind of like Sucker Punch. I've never seen it myself. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it either. I've, it's something I've been wanting to see, knowing that it's bad. But like yeah. seeing yeah. the girls with swords and guns fighting big mechs seems cool right. to watch. But you know. So I was a huge fan of Man of Steel, right? And I saw the Japanese premiere of when they when they brought the like premiere to Japan of Man of Steel. And Zack Snyder says that he uh, was influenced by anime to uh, make a lot of the flying scenes and stuff. I think Zack Snyder watches a lot of anime, seems like, because what he said, he was influenced by Birdie the Mighty which seems like a deep cut to me. It's not like he was influenced by Ghost in the Shell or Akira. It was like this more unknown. Well, I don't know how, I don't know how unknown it is, but it seemed pretty, you know, unknown to me. So I think that influences a lot of his work and not many people talk about that. I've never heard of, is that an anime or manga? I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's called Birdie the Mighty. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I kind of want to see it again to see if I have the same uh, reaction that you had, Johnson. Yeah, I think you, right. If you come at it not expecting a lot, <laughs> you'll... Yeah. How'd you feel about the whole Martha thing, though? Oh, you mean like where Batman totally changes his whole agenda just because their mom has the same name? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. that was kind of like... This is to ensure the safety of humanity. Oh, your mom's Martha too? Okay, cool, bro. It's all good. Now you're my friend. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was <laughs> How did that go through a thousand people and no one like say anything about that? Yeah, that was weird to me. I'd never, you know, being a fan of the comics, like I had never thought of that. Maybe it's just I don't really hear Bruce's yeah. mother's first name very often in the comics, but I'd never like put those two and two together. And then the movie came out. I was like, oh. That's okay. This is weird. Yeah, yeah. That has been. I mean, that there, 
they've had those names for the longest time. It's like they weren't that creative back then. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's weird they did that. Hey, let me ask you: Was the actress that played the mom was that the girl from Walking Dead? Yes. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 it was Lauren Lauren Cohan or Cohen. Cohen. And, yeah. And the dad was that a uh, dude from Watchmen? It's dude from Watchmen. Yeah, right. I'm actually yeah. as we speak, I'm watching the Walking Dead uh, episode from last week, uh, getting ready to watch the season finale. Oh shit! Nice. Dude, I so wonder like it. since they they want to do like a multiverse with Earth One, Earth Two, and all that. I wonder if, like, just to play devil's advocate for a second again, I wonder if they're going to do, if part of the reason for showing the Wayne family death scene again wasn't just to show it again, but also to have Thomas Wayne in the picture just in case they want to do that Batman from Earth 2. Do you guys... Joey, do you know about that? No, um, I... I mean, I guess that would be interesting. Um, I could have just done with a photo. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing. Yeah, I guess since we're right. still talking about this, <clears throat> so you have this superhero film that's Batman versus Superman. You know, like you said, uh, a god versus man. Uh, you know, the biggest sort of like comic book rivalry that you know arguably there is. Um, but then when the actual title comes up in the screen, it's like hidden in the corner. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like it, <laughs> yeah. You would think yeah. that it would be like a rousing score and like, da-da, Batman for Superman, you know, huge <laughs> thing that takes up the screen. And uh, But no, it's just like, it, it's like you would like maybe a Spielberg movie or a, a small <laughs> indie film, which is like, oh, here's the name of the title. No big yeah. <laughs> it was like War Horse yeah. or something. Yeah, and it was like a plain font too. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it needed that epic intro that uh, Star Trek uh, two thousand nine had. Mm. Remember that that first J.J. Abrams one? Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the single most epic opening of all time, I think. <laughs> oh, just the opening or the title sequence? The oh, I think the everything. Yeah, like, yeah. I agree. I, I don't know how much more epic you can get than that. You mean where he's driving the car in the twentieth century? Not even that, like to him, uh, the father, like piloting the Enterprise and saving all the people and them dying. And uh, then the font turns around in the most epic score you've ever heard. And it's it's really like it's I mean, it's no other word. It's epic as fuck. I really remember that for some reason. I don't know why. I'll have to check it out again. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been something like that, though. I agree. It's too too artsy, too artsy for that kind of film. Yeah, like, especially when it doesn't deliver on the, on any kind of artsiness after right. that, really. <laughs> Except for the way some well, some of the shots are really good actually, but yeah, it's pretty cinematic at points. Yeah, they might release the uh, what they're calling the ultimate edition, which has thirty extra minutes in theaters. Oh, is that the R-rated one? The R-rated one, and apparently Batman says "fuck" a few times. <laughs> I might, I might go see that one, man, just to see how different it is. I gotta say, I do like this this hardened, dark Batman. How'd you feel about him killing them? It's great. I mean, that's what the older Batman should be doing. 
<laughs> with like the Frank Miller Batman, you know, yeah. the goddamn Batman. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he fucks people up. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Superman killing Zod was like he he made he did he killed one person. And that's sort of what, you know, I could see giving Superman the uh, choice to say, I will no longer kill again. You know, since he had he had to make that sacrifice to do that. And then Batman just kind of like, hey, man, I just fuck people up. Because, you know, if you've seen the other movies, uh, Batman's like he attaches a, a bomb to somebody and then runs oh, away. Right. And he, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. But that's just directors never really understanding the character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even back like. in the Burton days, like he's killed. But it's like, yeah, it goes back to once again, uh, them not like fully understand like his no kill rule. But yet they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It never, it never, yeah. I mean, it, it makes a little more sense with this burn, burnout Batman that Ben Affleck's playing. Yeah. But still, it's a little bit too much. And then the usage yeah. of guns, it's like, you, he, Batman could very easily become the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, he basically yeah. was, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think, that's I, that's one of the reasons think, why he doesn't use guns. I feel like because he'd be too similar. He'd be Punisher with a cape. Yeah, yeah I mean, he yeah. he basically like. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far because he he fucks people up, but he just he doesn't just walk in and just start with a machine gun just blowing everybody away. You know, he's like he he basically takes them out of commission, uh, and it's like, hey man, if you die in the hospital two days later, oh well, <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's on you, right? <laughs> yeah, like when he was in that warehouse. I mean, he fought all those guys. He didn't like just pull out a pistol and piece them out that's true yeah that scene was great but the thing is that scene was like almost in its entirety in the trailer yeah right if, the, if that had, if they had like only shown like a couple shots and then everybody would have been really surprised at that from when they saw the movie mm-hmm. warner brothers just too scared man they're they're afraid they were too afraid it was going to tank mm. yeah and when the second week it already dropped like seventy percent or something. It, like, it granted, dropped. It, it, it did make like all its money in the first week. It needs to make around nine hundred million to actually make yeah. a profit. I think it. I think it will. But I again, yeah, I definitely knew that the second week was going to be a big drop off. By this yeah. weekend, apparently it, it has neared about six eighty. It's just under seven hundred. So. <clears throat> Within two weeks, they've already gotten pretty close. Yeah. And the fact that there's, there's so, no big movies coming out till really for a while. I mean, there's some smaller movies like Hardcore Henry or something, but you know that's just kind of like a small action movie. But I think it'll I think it'll hang around for a little bit just because of being Batman versus Superman. Exactly, yeah. and I think the casual moviegoer doesn't really care about all these points, all these people bring up from like like us and comic book fans. Like they're just like, oh, it's good, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so it's it's that, fine. It's whatever. I, I, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes think, from here. Yeah, I think the bigger news coming out is uh, with Suicide Squad going back for those reshoots. Yeah, because like the news was apparently all the jokes were just in the trailers that we already saw. Yeah, like that's it, <laughs> and they're doing like tens of millions of dollars oh, of wow. reshoots to add more levity to it and like add more like interactions with the characters uh to kind try and get a similar tone to the trailer that people enjoyed so that's 
good that they're doing that. They're seeing like how like a lot of people didn't like how like it was just so dour in Batman vs Superman. But at the same time, it's like they're probably like, oh shit, like people really enjoyed that uh, one trailer from Suicide Squad. But that's that's it. That's all we had. <laughs> now we gotta go back. And you still can't really tell what the exact plot of it is. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm okay with trailers not really showing too much of the actual plot, which, you know, as we said earlier, you know, Batman for Superman just laid the yeah. whole thing out in their yeah, last that's trailer. That's too much, yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Whereas, but as long as they actually show the tone and the actual tone of the film, and you get a sense of what's going on, I'm, like, fine with that to get people hyped up for a film. But True. it's like, yeah, so it'll be interesting uh, what they do to Suicide Squad. One shot in Batman vs. Superman that I really liked and they showed in the trailer and I thought it was a really cool shot that I haven't ever seen before was the Wonder Woman jump action shot where it's uh-huh. like filmed from behind her and it sort of like zooms in to her like jumping. I thought that was a great shot. That's that was I've never cool. seen before. I thought, I thought yeah. it like really caught the action. Uh, you know, I just, I loved how they did that. Like, if anything, I'll say Zack Snyder at least is a good cinematographer. Yeah. Or he works like, with a cinematographer well. Or, yeah, at yeah. least that. Because plot and stuff, maybe he's not so good. <laughs> but, no, you know, not. he can frame a shot yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those shots were really good. Definitely. There was that, like, creepy thing with Batman, like, hanging on the wall. I like that yeah. scene a lot. Yeah, the... I like that, but I could have. I felt like that too ended too soon. It's like right. I need like, I needed la- that that to last like ten more minutes or something. I needed like the creepiness to real. I needed to be like a horror movie for yeah. a second, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he just like he's just hanging there and then he's gone, but he's not gone in like a ninja way. It's gone. He's gone in a monster way, so it doesn't really read as well. I felt like, <clears throat> I don't know. It just it was just okay. It was it wasn't great for me. I just, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I still, I like the really dark, gritty Batman. I, I could watch a whole movie of that, I think. He's apparently written his own script al- already, Ben oh, Affleck. Yeah? The yeah. Batman solo film. Oh. Speaking of gritty and stuff, I've been thinking about this lately. So, like, when comic book movies were first starting to come come out, like around X-Men days and all that, before, before Iron Man, um... I kind of felt like gritty and dark. That was the way to go. Even, maybe even all the way up to Man of Steel. That's why I liked it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like every character. Sure, let's do it that way. That's the fucking perfect way to do it. And part of the reason was Adam West Batman felt like the wrong way to go. <laughs> and then Nolan felt like exactly the right way to go. Yeah. But now, now I'm kind of realizing that it very much depends on the character. Like. Yeah. Flash shouldn't be gritty, no. and um, Punisher shouldn't be light. <laughs> so it's like, and you know, it just depends on what you like. But and that's why some people don't like the Marvel movies, no matter how good they are, because they're just too fucking light. Like, I don't think like Jordan's been on the podcast a couple times, maybe once so far. Anyway, he. Uh, <laughs> He doesn't like the Marvel movies a whole lot because they're just too light. Well, None of them. Not e- I mean, hardly hardly any of them. But he liked Man of Steel because it was gritty. 
even though it is Superman. So I think Man of Steel is a weird case where it probably should have been lighter, but I think that the 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 grittiness was handled well for the most part, at least me personally. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's just it's my realization lately. Like I've been enlightened. Like it's it just depends on the character. It really, I does. think the, for, for the Marvel movies, I think they capture the tone of the comics. But then you have like the Daredevil and Jessica Jones Netflix series, and they capture the tone of those comics. Right, gritty, right. You're like yeah. underbelly of the, the city tone, where like you know. Captain America and Iron Man. It's like, it's kind of fun and action packed and, you know, not so like dark and gritty and gloomy. And I thought that they've both ways, they've caught the, the, the right tone. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I kind of I agree think... with Jordan on X-Men. I wish it was grittier because that, to me, that was always my impression of the cartoon, which was my first kind of introduction to it. And then the comic. Oh yeah were always really dark the at least the ones i saw um they're kind of there they're darker than the mar than the disney marvel stuff but sure. it's it's not just i don't think with in the case of the x-men it's it's i don't think it's the case of it being dark or not i think it's just the case of like brian singer not doing exactly it's not really capturing the feel that's of that's, that cartoon that's true too yeah <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how he would do it, but it's just it's 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 almost there sometimes and then it's yeah, not. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly the way it feels. I think one issue is the fact that like a lot of people uh instantly think like dark and gritty equals like adult and like adult themes. Whereas yeah, as you say, like Daredevil and uh Jessica Jones deal with some heavy issues, but at the same time like there is still a bit of levity in there and even like the other Marvel movies, like Shit, Guardians of the Galaxy opened with the death of the main character's mother from cancer. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Iron Man 3 deals with, like, PTSD and stuff like that. But they're still able to deal with these, like, issues or themes, but then also have a, a lighter tone about stuff. But then, like, uh, can br- come back to these, like, darker issues every now and again. It's weird. I think that we are now... I think that the whole like movie going world, especially the comic book movie going audience, there's so many of these movies now that it has increased the amount of conversation with the whole world about how these movies should be made. And I feel like if I can judge from the internet and a thousand comments I read every day, mm-hmm. there is kind of a, move to become less gritty and to just make it a fun comic book movie like make go towards the flash on the cw and not batman versus superman so much know what i mean yeah but as you're saying like i think it definitely uh uh, has to be like how the actual character is like dude yeah the tone there's plenty like there's so many comic book movies and there's plenty of them that we can have vastly different ones that like deal with different issues and deal with different characters that have various tones like deadpool's now the you know highest rated r movie like most recently or ever i think yes highest grossing yeah yeah and like even then and they're still dealt with like issues of like you boil down to it like it was about like oh when like the 
the whole saying of like, oh, it matters what's on the inside that counts. Like, if you look at like why he was fighting and stuff like that, like those like simple issues, but then like, you know, it still involved him fucking chopping off a guy's head and kicking it into someone else's face. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that's the, I don't know. It seems so simple, but like that's the realization that I've had. I don't know why it took me so fucking long, but because I yeah. came from this place of just wanting everything gritty, because I looked it's at everything the 90s that did that to us. <laughs> exactly, like with Blade, with Blade and all that. Yeah, exactly, Matrix and whatever. Like it seemed like like that was the way to go, especially coming from like a Batman point of view. Like Adam West bad, Nolan good. Yeah, well, for me, it that's like, as that's as simple as I was looking at. For me, it, it was like Schumacher bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, but that's exactly it. Like Schumacher was like light and fun. Yeah, but it just yeah. didn't fucking work. Still, yeah, terrible yeah. movies. Yeah. Just did not fucking work. And you know what? They probably could have made a light Batman movie, and it could have been good, but it wasn't those movies. Right. Uh, one yeah. thing I will say, because I'm I'm like you, I'm guilty of thinking all gritty superhero movies are good uh but this superman is the most compelling one i've seen personally it's closest to the comics in some ways it's just that he's in this he's in these stories that are not as good as they could be you know yeah like i i'm fine with you know the fact that they're doing an r-rated version of the film like i'm fine with batman being an r-rated film superman less so (laughs) But it's like, once again, it's because of how it fits to those certain characters. There probably are. Look, I, I haven't read every Superman comic in the world. And yes, he is mostly light. But there probably are some R-rated or close to R-rated or easily adapted into R-rated Superman comic books out there. It's mm-hmm. it's possible. Like, you, you, I mean, James, are you looking mainly towards like a Christopher Reeve Superman or what exactly uh, is your basis? M- more from like... I guess a lot of the different comics, which I unfortunately haven't been able to read too much, but like a lot of uh, the scans and stuff being posted online about uh, like uh, all-star Superman and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that I would love to see. Sure. Like, um, we, we, We've seen basically Superman and Lex Luthor a ton of times. Uh, we've seen him fight Zod twice. Um, so I think that we need to... Figure out if we're gonna do if they're gonna do another Superman movie, like give us something we haven't seen. So like All Star Superman is him basically like like Lex Luthor's in there, but he deals with like Bizarro. Uh, he deals with like uh, the, the 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 miniature city, um, you know, going into different planets and there's other aliens and like things like that. I think that like something different for Superman, while obviously still being, you know himself uh would be a, a good way to go a good way to like uh keep him fresh you know yeah that and my biggest basis for like superman has always been more of the cartoons the justice league and the superman animated series and batman animated series as well like that's like growing up as matt was saying for the x-men which i watched too it's like those were the basis for like how i thought those characters should be yeah. and so yeah, just going from there, it's like I can. Yeah, seeing these movies is like for me is like sort of a tonal whiplash to what I've known growing up. 
I could see that. Um, yeah, it's it is it is quite different. But um, yeah. I was I was glad to see. I mean, I've said a thousand times I like Man of Steel, yeah. but yeah, and I, I think Johnson it. liked yeah. Man of Steel too. I like it, but okay. but uh, yeah, it is quite different. And I do hope that they can salvage the Superman because Henry Cavill is great, and oh, yeah. the suit is looking good. Yeah. I mean, they got yeah. the colors yeah. popping in the in the new one as well, and all that. A lot of good things going for it. It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> we've already yeah, said like If we do another Superman solo movie, definitely want something a little different. And maybe the Justice League will if, help them, will help out. If they, yeah. if they did, if they did another Superman movie, if they, if they did all-star Superman, that would be like a closer. That'd be like the last yeah. one they do, I feel like. And that'd be a great last one, but it's because doesn't it end with him like, dying or going away because of his son cancer or something uh something like that yeah i don't remember exactly how uh it ends but yeah that so that panel of uh him trying to save that girl that's about to commit suicide <laughs> uh he says uh you're stronger than you think you are do you know what i'm talking about it's like an emo looking yeah. girl yeah famous famous panel it's probably the single most famous superman panel uh in like in general like it's it's a fairly recent recent comic but it seems to like outperform as far as like people sharing it online like that's that's the one and grant morrison talked about like he got letters from girls uh saying that 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 page saved their lives from committing suicide <laughs> something about superman telling you that you're stronger than you think you are was really uh inspirational i guess mm -hmm. and if they if they were to have a scene like that like can you imagine him having that scene and it not being out of nowhere right. uh, in, in <laughs> batman versus superman and then batman seeing that and that changing his opinion about superman yeah are you fucking kidding me that was the fucking right. move. that would have been a, that would have been the move yeah seeing that superman is a force for good and because he's like the Boy Scout, you know, there's yeah, you know, there's really no like anger in him. I mean, he has like it's more like um, self doubt because you know he, he's so powerful, but he can't save everyone. Exactly, he he feels like he should be able to, and even uh, even um, Jor El in the first one says you can save them all, and I kind of wanted his character arc to hinge on that, like. How how can I do that? Is what he should right. be asking himself. Like what? How my my Kryptonian father? Like how how can he be right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, dude, this is fucking great. We we thought of this too late. We should have we should have sent this into <laughs> we should have sent this into Snyder and Terrio like years ago. He should have he should have saw that he should have been looking. At, Batman should have been looking at like Robin being dead and like dead people in Metropolis. And then looking up to the buildings, uh, seeing Superman like tell somebody that. God, that would have been great. Yeah, we never would have gotten that from Snyder, though. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's kind of too heartfelt for him, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Snyder's kind of like he's like a dude dude movie guy. He doesn't really like put a whole lot of like emotion so in he, his movies. He's the new um, uh, Michael Bay, basically. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he kind it. It's it, like I said before. He was much more Michael Bayish in this one than any of the other movies. Yeah. 
yeah he's made oh yeah Especially one thing that i read about was like him like how 300 and watchmen did so well was you know he basically just reshot that like yeah, almost scene for scene yeah, for how the actual comic exactly yeah and then like uh, a lot of people are starting to question like i don't think he understands that watchmen was a deconstruction oh <laughs> uh, yeah I, well. like he thinks like oh that's how it actually is like no that's like supposed to be a deconstruction of like how like comics and vigilantes are but it's like no i think that's how he actually thinks it all is and that's why like the way that he went with batman versus superman yeah it was like it was like moore's letter to the comics industry saying and the comics fan saying like this what i mean like i could be wrong about this but it's i think it was like this is the natural conclusion to superheroes this is this is the end of the genre. I'm writing the end right now. That's it. Like his killing joke was what in his mind the last Batman story and um what's so wrong about truth justice in the American way for Superman? That's the last Superman story that should ever be written. This and again I'm not 100% sure but I think that is at least in Moore's mind that was his intention when he wrote that stuff. What what so what Superman book is this? What's so wrong about truth, justice in the American way? I think that's the one where Black Mercy shows up, where it shows him uh, getting like brainwashed by this plant type thing that like infects him and it makes him go back to Krypton and he has a choice between Krypton and Earth. And I mean, they actually took that story from uh, they took that story and put it into the recent Supergirl episode. And uh, that episode's called Black Mercy, I, I think. I've, I've yeah, and there was an episode of Justice League where they did that as well. Yes, and they gave Alan Moore credit for that episode too. I mean, it's a it's a pretty cool story. I have man. to look this up. I've never heard of it. It's pretty deep. It's like you know, it's more, so it's sort of deep. And um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's about Superman if he if Krypton never blew up and like what his life would have been like. It'd be like this idyllic, like perfect life, and he wouldn't have all the burdens of being superman and saving people and just have like a nice little life on his home planet <laughs> it's good it came out in the mid 80s i think whenever more was still going strong yeah. i mean he's still going but he's not doing the same thing he did did at that time so uh with lex's comments at the end do you think that's him referring to um who is the Blue guy was it? Dark side. Dark side, right? Yeah. Is it him that he's referring to? It most definitely is. There's even a um, they showed a, a deleted scene on um online that is not Dark Side, but one of Dark Side's dudes um, named Steppenwolf, I think. Oh, the like or, uh, no, not Lobo, Lobo. but is uh, he just looks like kind of like a big ass demon guy and. It's he. He also has something that um, that Darkseid uses a lot, which are called mother boxes, and those are being shown. So it's uh, it's it's definitely Darkseid. Did they show Darkseid in the film? No, they didn't. No. But uh, they showed that Omega symbol yeah. uh, in the sand in that nightmare sequence in the right. desert. Okay. That and aren't those demons flying around supposed to be his like minions too? Yeah, they're called parademons. Yeah. That dude, that was actually like I didn't really like that sequence overall, just because it was so out of place. I like the fighting, but uh, it was I like those like uh, bug like parademons uh, 
zipping around. That 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 was my favorite part. And how tall they were. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Man, that that was great. Again, great visuals. Uh, yeah, that that's all. I that's what I like about it. It's like Snyder wants those uh, dream sequences just so he can have crazy ass visuals, yeah. <laughs> like Superman sinking into a bed of skulls in Man of Steel. Yeah. That shit was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that Metropolis kind of looked like the the city from Judge Dredd. <laughs> Which one? The the one in the dream sequence. I mean, which Judge Dredd? Ah, uh, like the first one where it's like, oh yeah, shitty desert. And Dude, I haven't seen the movie since I was in middle school. I think I never revisited it. Maybe I'm thinking of another movie. I don't know. I I wouldn't know, man. So, what you guys been playing lately? Uh, lately, I've been playing uh, Street Fighter Five. Um, uh, been doing mostly just challenges and just sort of. Uh, uh, you know, learning the characters' moves and things like that. I haven't really, I haven't played online actually yet at all. Uh, I think at some point I'll, I'll get the get the balls and try and fight some people <laughs> online. But uh, as of now, it's that, and then still playing uh, Star Wars Battlefront uh, every now and then. Yeah. All right. How about you, uh, Johnson? Uh, well, Star Wars Battlefront as well, but I think the main one I've been spending time on is Fallout 4. And, uh, Fallout, it's like open world RPG kind of thing. It's, uh, it's, it's a whole big long backstory, but basically, like, um, the world is kind of like if the 1950s, if that kind of style and look just continued on and like microprocessors and that kind of stuff never happened for some reason but it's like in 2070 there was a great big nuclear war everything was blown to shit uh your character wakes up 200 years after that in the radioactive wasteland and there's several different races there's like ghouls which are basically zombies like like people who were irradiated and their brains are mush so they're crazy and feral and then there's like super mutants which are like big strong dudes and then there's like uh these robots that are like synthetic humans there's a whole lot to explain about this game Oh yeah, but uh, I mean, I've been fan of the <laughs> Fallout series for a while. Yeah, but the coolest part right now is I beat it, so I can just build my settlement, and uh, basically I've made this like big walled off, like Mad Max style, you know, camp. <laughs> it's awesome. You can add all kinds of shit. You can put defenses. You can you know, farm, you can uh, set up all the electrical and lights, you can d do everything. It's it's really immersive. It's, it's cool. James? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fallout 4 as well and, and Battlefront. Uh, most recently, I just finished up XCOM 2, which uh, is really fun. Uh, the XCOM series is basically uh, about 
uh, what if like aliens were starting to come to Earth and like you're part of an underground like government organization trying to deal with this? You start off with like really low funding and like trying to it's a mix of like base building and then like going out on missions to find like down UFOs and like taking out aliens to stop them from taking over the Earth. And that's like the first game. The sequel uh, basically says, all right, you fucked up and lost the first game. <laughs> so in the second game, the aliens have taken over Earth. And now you're this like ragtag group of rebels like going around trying to build up a resistance. And it's uh, really fun because there's a sense of customization. You can create characters that look like whoever you want. Like people have created like celebrities, presidents, stuff like that, or their friends. And there's permadeath as well. So anytime your guy is killed, he's just dead. He's gone. So <laughs> you can like just. I could say create you guys haven't gotten mission just like uh, God damn it Andrew you just had to get shot in the back didn't you <laughs> <laughs> But yeah and like it's a great sense it's like a turn based strategy when you're bringing your guys out in the field and dealing with these super overpowered aliens uh that can do like mind control and like make your guys panic and run around and shoot your own guys and uh but, like, you eventually, like, build up your guys to gain enough experience to become different classes, uh, like snipers or assault guys and grenadiers, which is one of the most powerful characters in the game because they get these grenade launchers that can, you know, spread acid or fire onto guys and destroy cover and buildings. It gets really intense, too, when you have, like, giant uh, War of the World-sized mechs coming down on you and... You have no idea how to get out of it. What system is that on? Uh, XCOM 2 is just on PC. The first okay. XCOM is basically on everything, even on iPhones and oh, the wow. iPad. But like, yeah, Xbox uh, 360 and PS3. But uh, the new one is just on PC for right now. But yeah, I just finished the campaign, so I'm getting back into Fallout 4. And yeah, as Johnson said, it's like really fun and immersive game where it's this huge open world map. You know, this one, like the game's been around since the mid nineties, and this yeah. one's uh, this time it's based around Boston and the outlying area, and it's just fun to go roam around and like you just pick a direction, head in there, and like you'll find something interesting uh, to do, yeah. and it's just been fun doing that. James, have you romanced a companion? <laughs> you can do that in the game. Not yet. I have just uh gotten uh the first like robot buddy. I got his him leveled up, so I got like his perks that you get from him. Oh, okay. And now I'm trying to deal with that um the Minuteman guy, but oh. uh, he's just constantly giving me new yeah, quests. No, I'm just like, that. God damn it, stop giving me those he quests. I just walk on. He still gives you the same fucking missions over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, that's like yeah. I've even read online like how people just find him super annoying. Yeah. I just want to deal with him so I can get his perk and then like put him in one of my encampments and like leave him. That's there. what I did. I put him on one all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for right now I'm like, uh, I definitely went with like the, uh, like the encampment building perks and stuff just to be able to try out that stuff, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's like because you can play that game just so many different ways. You can be a complete asshole and like start murdering everyone, or like try to help as many people as you can. 
or and just like play different ways since there's so many weapons yeah. and stuff. Right now, I just enjoy like making different weapons and stuff, trying that out. That's awesome. Yeah, you know what's really sad is I set up these really cool defenses at my encampment, but because my defense so high, nobody will attack me. Yeah. So it's like. Oh. Yeah, that's. Yeah, people are. Uh, I have it on PC, so there's like uh, lots of modding for oh, it already, right. and like they ha uh, they're gonna put out the SDK soon, so like they can e get even more elaborate stuff. I'm hoping like. People are talking about, like, you need to be able to have, like, random events of people attacking just yeah. so you can, like, see that happen. Because, yeah, if your defense is so high, no one will attack you, which is kind of defeats the purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have, like, this one gate, and I have, like, the first part they enter, it's like a, this, it's a slaughterhouse, basically. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Nice. Yeah, I was uh, building up the uh, the drive-in theater, uh -huh. and like, so I have like this tower going for like people to live in. I just have uh, like the turrets on like every corner of the building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I think so. Just like mows down anyone that comes by. <laughs> nice. I picked up this game on Steam yesterday called uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, I've been hearing good things. Yeah, about that. I haven't played it yet. Um, since I, you know, had to fly out, but um, yeah, it's like a uh, pixelated sort of top-down, uh, like RPG. I think the director of the game says it's like a mix between, you know, he wanted it to sort of be like uh, linked to the past and sort of how it plays. So you kind of go to dungeons and uh, it was like these crazy bosses you have to fight. And the colors are very vibrant and beautiful, and the soundtrack apparently is really good. And yeah, it just looked really really neat um so i picked that up uh really uh excited to start playing that one nice i've only been playing street fighter 5 yeah. that's yeah. basically been it for me mm -hmm. and not even a whole lot um i wish i had more time lately but i've just been really really fucking busy mm -hmm. um i do like it though um and i finally got that march update that was so desperately needed um i've heard about that and i've only been playing online i i had this uh conversation with some with one of my friends um he might listen to this podcast actually um in japan back in the day when i was playing halo a lot i'd play halo with him a lot on uh online on on a xbox 360 maybe and uh We've been playing for months and months, and then he mentioned something about the story, and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "You've been playing this game for so long, and you haven't even played the story." And I was like, "Nope, <laughs> I've been playing online only for like eight months, never even touched campaign." That's just kind of how that's kind of how I play. I have to do campaign. Yeah, it feels like I feel obligated. Yeah, yeah. it's weird though. Like if if I get like. Like I'm, I'm super excited about the story when it comes to like the Arkham games or to like Uncharted, where mm -hmm. usually the story's real fucking good. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of the game, a lot of game storylines just don't impress me that much. So I just, I just kind of toss it to the side. Yeah, I have heard you know in what July or something they're doing another the single player story update, which they're trying to do something similar to Mortal Kombat, where they're having the a uh, large story mode where you uh, switch between different characters and stuff like that. 
So it'd be interesting to see how they deal with that. Man, even that Mortal, like the latest Mortal Kombat, the I like the gameplay a lot. I like the characters, but that the, the storyline just just wasn't wasn't that good. I felt like I I, I liked um, the Injustice one a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just they they kind of dropped the ball on, in my opinion, they dropped the ball on the Mortal Kombat one. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they dropped the ball on it. Um, for Street Fighter, yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool to have like a story mode, but I also like, I want that, uh, the regular yeah. like arcade mode. You know, I, that's just kind of how I've always played it. And, you know, the fact that online is there is great too. There's like options for people that really want, really are into that, want to do that. Um, but like, it's just weird that they would like cut out their, like, it is weird, you know, definitely, their arcade mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty, pretty At least mood. it plays well, though. I was kind of worried about that. Yeah. Oh, it plays. It's who do you, great. Who do you uh, to use fighter it. game term, uh, terminology? Who do you main as? My main. Um, I think I'm, I'm mainly stick towards. Uh, oh God, uh, Maria. Uh, Laura? Laura. Laura. Yeah, she's Laura. good, man. I've been yeah. using her too. I like her. I like her. I, I do like Alex. Um, I think I might uh, do Alex, but man, I just a lot of the characters I really enjoy playing with. Um, yeah, and so it's like it's hard to pick. I mean, I'm always a big Shotokan guy, so like you know, Ryu and Ken are always going to be Definitely. my top uh, top two. Uh, I like Chun Li a lot. Um, she's got a lot of a lot of different moves that you can kind of just like change it up. Uh, but yeah. I think it's the, it's got the best Dalsim ever, like his move set. He moves Dalsim the best. That he's great. he's actually like I never really been able to play as Dalsim that much, but in this one he's really fun to play as, and his moves make more sense, and the the tweaks are really good. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't play as Cami or Karen though, although I like Cami kind of. I tried playing as Karen. I do like uh, uh, her. Uh, I think her moves are pretty pretty cool. I haven't I haven't done too much. She she, she definitely seems, uh, seems to be someone I want to uh, get better with. There hasn't been a game in a long time for me where I was like totally addicted to. Like I feel like that just hasn't. I don't know if it's just I haven't played as much or what, but like it's. I feel like it's been so long since I've gotten a game and I just couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has that happened to you guys recently I, uh, at all, or it, it depends on me? For it's like a mood. It's like if I'm busy working, um, and if I don't like if something like Dark Souls three were to be out, like I'd work and like would play Dark oh, Souls yeah. three. I'm like, definitely looking forward to back that. And forth. Yeah, but like right now, like I, I I mess around with Star Wars and like Street Fighter. Like you know, when my friends are on. I just kind of play around. Um, but yeah, basically nothing has really come out um that's really like taken my interest in like you know i'll basically want to play nothing else until i you know for me i feel like it won't happen until the next uncharted comes out (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the i man i fucking love those man i will just fucking blaze through those (laughs) get addicted and that and and uh last of us though i don't know i'm a big fan of that that genre Yeah, XCOM Two was definitely the one recent for me. I I just played that like all the time. 
I haven't gotten into that yet. It has a lot of high reviews, but I've never played it. Yeah, it's if you enjoy like turn-based strategy and stuff, it's definitely a a really fun game to play. Like even the the original, the the one that came out a couple years ago, uh, they're definitely really fun. Uh, It's yeah, once again, like dealing with you have like you're given like multiple things you can do, but you can only do like one at a time, like. Whenever you go on missions, it's like three different countries are being invaded. You can only help out one. So the other two are like, well, you're fucked. So you have to like <laughs> focus on one route or the other and like try while trying to deal with everything. Like it gets pretty hectic in that sense. Like the reason why like the sequel uh, says like, oh, you lost the first game is because that tends to happen to people. They just fucking lose the game over and over again until like learning how everything works and like uh figuring out how to deal with enemies not until like multiple times where you start to win like granted i played on the easier difficulties so i can't just play it through first time but yeah it's still a really fun game that like just constantly gnaws at you with all these different like options that you have but you can't do everything are you guys gonna pick up uh Oculus Rift or PSVR? <laughs> I don't know, man. It depends. And they get some I mean, better games. It just depends on what comes out. Yeah. Like if it's, you know, if it seems to be worth it. Like, can I go into a GameStop and, like, try it out? I'm sure you, you know can, I mean? man. Like, that, that's going to be the biggest thing since I have a buddy who was a Kickstarter for Oculus. And uh, so I got to try his out um, when he got it a couple of years ago. And he just got his, uh, the, the consumer version, uh, so I'm definitely gonna bug him to mess mm-hmm. with it. But it's like it's definitely something where you need to try it to see if it's for you. And but like once you do, it's like I was sold. Like years ago, I got to play Team Fortress Two with it. Um, just like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing ever. And then um, most recent uh, last Comic Con, my girlfriend and I went and uh, some place they were just. I think it was like the legendary booth. They're handing out the google cardboard which is like a fit like there's also this uh device for i think it's a galaxy six or seven this device that you can put on the front that acts as like a uh a lower tier uh oculus in which uh, and the google cardboard's even lower than that but it's like it does give you the idea of like you can uh, put your iphone in it and then like download certain apps and it does give that same sense of that. So it's like her even just watching that or uh, other friends trying that out were just also amazed at that stuff. And then so now with you know Oculus uh, with Vive and PlayStation VR coming out, it's like uh, you need to get people to try these things out in order for them to see if it's worthwhile. And then, yeah, actually have games that are worthwhile. Like right now, a lot of them are more experiences in a sense like i know even early oculus stuff was like you know roller coaster rides and things like that where you're on rails and seeing stuff but it's like people need like just more time unfortunately with the hardware to make something out of it uh but i at any three i got to play alien isolation with an oculus on that that was oh, one man. of the scariest fucking things i've ever played <laughs> Uh, I, I I beat Alien Isolation I think in J- this past mm-hmm. January. Uh, 
I could imagine, dude. I no, I was I walked around a corner and then the alien was there. I was like, nope, fuck this shit. Turned around, <laughs> tried to run, and I'm suddenly like, I'm. They still gave me like a 360 controller. I'm moving. I'm just like, why am I not moving? I look down. I just see the alien tail like right yeah. through my chest, and then I look up, and that's when I see the alien's hand just come over my face, and everything goes dark. I'm like. <laughs> fuck <laughs> so it's like that yeah, definitely I, made I, it like worthwhile right there <laughs> yeah i picked up the google cardboard i got a couple of apps mm. and uh sort of messed around with it um but yeah it's 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 gonna be interesting to see where it goes i, I just hope it's something that they uh you know keep working at and you know, hopefully we'll see some good yeah. things. I'm sort of into it. I think I'm going to get it this Christmas, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, they got Ace Combat coming out for that thing. Oh, seriously? And, yeah. Oh, and nice. I was I was sort of interested in, like, the survival horror games and um, even that, like, Eagle thing that they're showing. Um, I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty cool. It's just, yeah, of course, yeah. it depends on the library, but um, I probably will not get Oculus Rift, but uh, PSVR... Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably going to be in for that one. So here's my question: Does it have to be a game especially made for it, or can they can it work with any game? Because all you got to do is just whatever output you have for the right stick controller is just the helmet, right? Uh, it really depends on what it is. Since like um, I've actually worked for a year in like 3D conversion for films as well, mm. so like doing that, I learned a lot about like 3D and like what works and what doesn't. But it's like if you uh, like say just try to put Call of Duty into that yeah. or like Doom because of the speed of the character like in actuality like those characters run at like 90 miles an <laughs> yeah, hour right. and so people tried that like they tested that out and like people are just vomiting all over the place <laughs> so it's like it's still uh, sort of a thing where it's like they have to like see the limits of what they can do oh. with that and like there are definitely like experiences that are geared towards that definitely work better than just like slapping stuff in but it's like it is interesting how um like xbox one is teaming with oculus in which they're allowing their uh entire library of games to be worked with it but what it is when you put the headset on you're in a virtual living room oh, and then you're on. just playing the game on a tv <laughs> in there what are you serious oh. yeah that's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing but it's great, too, because uh, when I worked at a place called Stereo D that did 3D conversion, and one of my friends there, he got, like, the Dev 2 kit and to be able to show off his uh, work on there. Because, you know, showing off 3D work is kind of hard when most people don't have 3D-capable TVs. So he had the Oculus to do that, and they had an app in which you can simulate any type of movie theater. And even wherever you sat in the theater. So he, he could say, like, I want to see myself on an IMAX screen. And I want to be in, like, the best seat. And you can do that. And it was in full three. His, uh, the, if you, like, yeah, stream a 3D movie into there, then off the screen, it's 3D. So it's like, that's nice. that could be, help people that don't have, like, access to giant screens or, like, movie theaters or even, like, even their tiny TVs, they can like simulate, you know, having a fucking hundred inch TV. We're getting close to the Star Trek holodeck. Yeah. <laughs> like it's becoming a reality. Yeah. Well, even the Vive itself is one that you can, you know, walk around in and do stuff there. 
So <laughs> we are the, definitely getting close to there. The Vive, wait, explain that real quick. Since there's the Oculus Rift, there's the PlayStation VR, and then Steam is doing the uh, the Vive, like V-I-V-E, I think is uh, how it is. And that one actually has sensors that you set up in a room and can walk around in and do stuff. Holy shit. Yeah. I think, uh, and this... Uh... This is something that my friend said, but um, virtual reality, because it might, you know, if you if you get one of those, uh, like like one like Vive, like one you need a whole room for, it could bring back arcades in a way, because mm-hmm. you would need to go to a place made for it. Yeah, since that's like you know the biggest thing for a lot of people is like most like podcasts I listen to or talk about this, they're like I don't have the fucking room for that. It's like I have a tiny ass apartment, or like I, my living room is so cramped as it is. It's like that was kind of like the same thing with uh, the Xbox, uh, their sensor that they have on there. It's like so many people were like, oh, I don't have the room to actually like use any of this stuff. Could you but, imagine like a combination? And again, this would be dangerous, but a combination of laser tag and VR. <laughs> you're running around with a gun in your hand and you're like in space, like uh, Halo style or something. And... Mm-hmm. The other people that are, are they're really there, but everything's enhanced via VR. Oh man, It'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look too much into it, but I heard that I think it's uh, Six Flags actually nearby here. There's a roller coaster in which you're wearing VR. Oh my god! <laughs> in which I'm just like that's like just multiple disasters waiting to happen right there. Whiplash, <laughs> man! It's fucking yeah. whiplash. That's crazy. Yeah. What's well, a total disassociation of senses? Yes. You vomit in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I just don't want to like I know I'm gonna want to play horror games with one. Oh, Maddie's here, everybody. Hey, uh, I know I'm gonna want to play like horror games and stuff <laughs> on one, and yeah. it's just gonna be terrifying. Like it'll truly like I'll just you guys won't hear from me for like a year. <laughs> And I'll be like, I just like couldn't yeah, well, sleep, and I'll just like, or you guys will just hear about me being dead in my apartment or something. Yeah, like Silent Hill. Yeah, imagine VR. like VR. Yeah, Silent yeah, dude. Yeah, I just uh, mentioned how I played uh, Alien Isolation in one of those. Fuck that, dude! Or I like, can barely uh, play that game normal. <laughs> uh, imagine if uh, PT was playable in oh, VR, dude. Yeah. I was just thinking yeah, exactly. that. Oh, yeah. I just want to watch someone do it. And yeah. just laugh at them, like you put, you did this to <laughs> yourself. You did this to yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anything Silent Hill related in VR is just no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll put it on for like a minute and be like, "All right, good. I did it. I tried it. It's fun. Okay, moving on." Yeah. All right. Who's all getting Dark Souls three? I am. Not, not me. I've played the first I, two. I don't have a PS4, so I haven't had a chance to play but um, Bloodborne, but. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Dark Souls. All right, sweet. But you, but you're going to get it for like the Xbox One or something, right? Uh, I got a PC. Oh, right. So I'll be playing there. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I that's 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 my game, man. I'm waiting on that. Right. Uh, <laughs> Joey is a Dark Souls enthusiast. I'll be here in my I'll be here in my uh, hotel room, <laughs> ready ready to go. Midnight. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, for me, it's basically... Those games are too hard. Uh, it's going to be that, and uh, I actually do want to pick up The Division, since a friend of mine uh, is playing and has been enjoying it, so I need to join up in his crew to you know, help out yeah, gun down people in New York. I've been interested in it, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll get it if you if some of you guys get it. Mm-hmm. Well, Joey's definitely getting it, so mm-hmm. you got that. Well, we're talking about division. Yeah. Well, the division. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely be getting it eventually, since I don't know if we're still talking about games right now. I got some big news. Uh, this Tuesday, I'm starting back up with Infinity Ward. Oh, right on. With them. Yeah. So, so that's uh, Call of Duty? Yep. Yeah, they're oh, one cool. of the three major studios that works on Call of Duty. I worked with them a couple of years ago on Call of Duty Ghosts, uh, but I'll be Sweet. back there on um, whatever they're doing. They haven't officially announced what they're saying, but you can kind of guess sure. that's going to be something <laughs> a call of duty possibly game? is it gonna be more future <laughs> stuff james uh i am under nda so oh, right. Yeah, right, right. i cannot say anything and i don't want to be fired on my first day yeah, for right. <laughs> spoiling it but like J- james no, no one listens yeah. to this james you can tell us everything. <laughs> uh, s- soon i'll be able to talk about more but i i just yeah i got that i um met with them and Again, so yeah, they're bringing me on to help out. But yeah, I think they had like a um, quarterly meeting in which they did mention yes, they're working on Call of Duty uh, for like investors and stuff, but not more than that. James, you just got fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There's like one guy that works for the company that listens to it randomly tomorrow, and he's like, "Fuck, man." Now we gotta hire someone else. <laughs> We've had tens of people listen to this podcast. <laughs> and tens. Tens. Woo. Yeah. Moving up in the world of podcasts. But they, they have been How all many over of that the world, though, us? man. Like I look at the stats on SoundCloud, it's like we got people on like Azerbaijan and shit, like <laughs> some crazy shit. I don't know how they're finding us. Andrew, that's NSA. That dude is just like that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might be right about there's that. Just a, there's just this one lone dude who's like listened to every podcast ever. He's like, oh my god, something new, finally. Yeah. Then he listened to it and went, ah, that's pretty <laughs> shitty. Who are these? What there's is a this? thousand of these. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's cool. I could probably post yeah. this in like the forums I go on to try to get a couple others to listen. <laughs> hey, you should do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. All right. Um, yeah, we got like, hold on. I'm going to go right now. I'll go right now and tell you exactly. <laughs> I put in some, uh, you know, when you tag stuff, I tag the uh, every episode with some Japanese, like in Japanese, mm-hmm. just to see yeah. if I can get more, some Japanese listeners. And I tag it as like a uh, like English conversation is what I tag it as. So we get like random people that I'm pretty sure I don't know in uh, in Japan. Like it's places I've never been to in Japan and places I know I have no friends living there. Um, okay, so I'm here. 
All right, so just just looking at it from the top, we got Netherlands, Japan, Fiji, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Canada, Korea, and Latvia. That's Johnson. Uh, let's see what else we got. You're screwing the numbers, Matt. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we got one listen in Riga. That's me. Yeah, where he's from, where he is. Um, and then the most recent one, episode six, that was like a general overview. Let's see what episode six got. That's the one where fucking people from Bosnia and Herzegovina were listening to. Oh, that might be uh, Eric. Yeah, oh, really? There. He's over there? Yeah, he's in. He's said he was in Serbia recently. We got yeah. four listens in the Netherlands. That's like, okay. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what we got. So that's really, uh, we're worldwide, guys. We're worldwide. Sweet. <laughs> nice. <Dreams> coming true. <laughs> Tens of people are listening to us. <laughs> let's see what the most. Let, this we're so meta right now, guys. Um, let's see what the most uh, listened to one is. Actually, episode one, the one right after the pilot, maybe because it's had the most time, other than other than the first one, it's got forty three. And then episode two's got 31, and then episode three's got 36, and then we really taper off, and we're in the 10s and 20s for the other the others. So that's the report, guys. <laughs> that still <laughs> far exceeds what I expected. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I figured it would just be like six <laughs> people, and it's, all, it's just us. Yeah. <laughs> I do a pretty good job of uh, getting the tags in there, so if people are randomly searching for stuff, they'll they might run into us. Good. Yeah. Did you guys uh, discuss any uh, Batman versus Superman before <laughs> yeah. I got on? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we don't have to get into it. I was just wondering. <laughs> Johnson actually had, uh, you know, he's pretty positive overall about it. Because I expected so yeah. little, it was. <laughs> Okay. That's that's kind of the way I kind of went into it. I just thought I was like going to walk out and be like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen." And then when I came out of it, I was like, "That's eh, pretty that's fun." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen way worse in my time watching. Totally, film. for sure. Yeah. So, um, but I also understand everyone's gripes with it. Like, it to- makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Natty, I know you haven't been here for very long, but how do you guys feel about um, closing out? Yeah, if you guys. Joey? Yeah. Anybody got any um, any other topics or anything? Um, I'm open to whatever. Um, I just, I'm putting this out there. It's probably more of a U.S. thing. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I, t- I talked to Joey about it earlier, but I've seen a lot of personalized license plates in Cincinnati and it's like 90% like it's a high number I was like what's going on here <laughs> looking around Maddie when I got here and I think I saw one so far uh, I couldn't really make out what it was uh, but I've, so far I've seen one okay maybe but I, I guess this is more for like uh, like maybe I guess like well also you Joey but like Andrew and uh, James do you see a lot uh, personalized license plate in California? Not that many. Yeah, not really. It's a 
it's a fucking Ohio thing, man. <laughs> I don't get it. It blows my mind. There's just so many. They got nothing else. There's got to be Maybe somebody around you that's like, <laughs> that's right. has a good little business doing that or something. I, yeah, there's just this one guy who's making bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Personalizing license plates. <laughs> How do I get in on that? Or maybe, maybe, maybe that's where, maybe that's the uh, the hub for the prison system. That's where they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just, it, it's just like you, like you, like you'll go to a stoplight and you'll be behind someone and you're like, you, you just look up and you're like, oh hey, and then you look over and there, there's one, and then the one in front of them has it, and you're, you're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Then you look over in the next lane and then there's like two more and how. Just like, this is weird. This is kind of freaking me out. It's like, do I need one? Like, what's going on? Pretty interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's over there. What? No, not yet. Okay. I am trying to figure out some time. I have a Joey. How do your Sundays look? Uh, I think Sundays are going to be off. Um, I think I was hearing today that yeah, it looks like we're, we would definitely have Sundays off. I think I have next Sunday off, so maybe we can like hook up and maybe do a joint podcast weird thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Please and do. I'll, def- I'll get back so, to you. Uh, but yeah, but then from from the information I was given today, looks like Sundays are good. Yeah, it looks like I have next Sunday off, so cool. that will definitely be a time that I would just. I'll probably just drive up there, man. Yeah. So since I know you don't have a car and whatnot, so. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> are you doing like a renter car or like Uber or what? Who, me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could Uber if I wanted to go somewhere, but I've just, you know, since I'm going to be working, I just ride in a van. Oh, I got it. Cool. Have you noticed anything? Like, is this your first time in that area, Joey? No, it's my second time. So I, I was here for the same thing uh, for a short, very short amount of time uh, in mid, back in mid-March. Um so this is my – I actually get to, like, spend a little time in Cleveland and get to see what it has to offer. Maybe maybe try and see the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of, you know, see what Cleveland's got to offer. So you're in Cleveland and Maddie's in Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. How far away are those? I think it was about four or five hours or something. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, he's at the bottom of the state. I'm at the top. God, that's – I didn't know they was so far away. That's crazy. That's yeah, I'm um uh let's see. Yeah, so I guess like opening day for baseball is tomorrow. So like literally I'm in downtown and there's the football stadium, the Cavaliers Stadium, and the Cleveland Indians Stadium, like within a couple blocks of each other. Wow. Holy crap. Insane. Yeah. Hmm. I never been over there. You're not missing much. <laughs> oh oh since i'm i'm watching on tv now um did you guys see the preacher trailer yeah oh i haven't yet i haven't just the teaser no. yeah so there's there's a trailer that just came out maybe a couple of days ago and it, i mean it's pretty much of a, it's pretty much like another sort of teaser it doesn't really give any of the story away but uh yeah i'm can't wait i i think it looks pretty good definitely definitely interested in giving it a shot yeah. Mm-hmm. So has everyone here seen Daredevil season two? Yep. I actually just finished it a couple hours ago. I binge watched nice. it in a day. I got the internet and then I just started and didn't stop. Until <laughs> I, I did, Maddie. I did that with the first season. I had the day off and I was like, "Fuck Daredevil's out," and I just watched the entire thing. <laughs> I was like I was like, 
I fucking this is this is Daredevil. This is my shit. So I'm I'm just gonna spend all day watching it. Do you like it, Joey? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think this season's better than last oh, season. Yeah, that's you. saying that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're both in insane seasons of television. Yeah, I haven't read any of the books, so like I'm just going into it as just someone viewing it, knowing very little oh, about yeah. Daredevil. Ooh, okay. And I really enjoy it. And it's, I want to go pick up some of those books now. Oh, dude, yeah. definitely get get, get any, of the, any of the Frank Miller stuff. Um, yeah, and, and if you get those, and then there's the run that uh, Brian Michael Bendis did. Yeah, basically, I think starting and even Kevin Smith wrote the first couple of issues uh, that started off that whole run. So it started, I get, I want to say like 2000. Yeah, yeah, it ran for it's... maybe four or five years. Um, that you know, if you're looking for a long term thing, that's something to look into. But definitely, Frank Miller stuff is pretty short. Yeah. Uh, get you some good reads in. Sweet. Yeah, the uh, Frank Miller one is where like the first season, his costume is based off of. Yeah. Then yeah. there's uh, the Devil in Cell Block D. That's a really good run. And I'm actually currently reading the uh, the Mark Wade yeah, one. I want to read that. Uh, yeah. Which is which is sort of like. The this season uh, seasons of Daredevil is definitely when he's a bit more angsty and like the Wade one where he like tries he himself like in the first issue kind of talked about he, how he wants to try to push himself away from that so he's a bit more swashbuckling in a sense yeah it's kind of more lighthearted in tone for sure but yeah it's still like really good like actually the most recent one right before this season came out I read like volume three of the trades which involved uh, Punisher in that so it was like perfect timing <laughs> for when i read that one did you guys uh, like uh uh the punisher oh yeah i, think I yeah. really enjoyed uh, the portrayal of him in this i i found the uh, punisher actually the most interesting part of this yeah season. i agree i hope he gets his own show yeah him, <laughs> him, him yeah he, he was fucking great man punisher and kingpin like punching oh, each other in the face was great episode awesome. nine was like Just one of the best like play with each other like they, they nobody was literally after like to really hurt the other person they're just like i'm just gonna we're just yeah. gonna punch each other we're gonna have fun mm-hmm. <laughs> man marvel crushing um, it all the time <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're, they're not they're, there's no misstep really except yeah. for what iron man 2 and thor yeah. 2 maybe james yeah. so in in the mark way daredevil i'm trying to remember what where punisher comes in uh, like the volume that I read was like the whole the big lead up uh, the overarching story is uh, Daredevil found this um, like basically a hard drive on this uh, unique device which like all the major crime or- organizations oh, are yes. trying to get okay. hold of right and Punisher's you know came in since he heard about that and wants to take it from him and just start like using it to mm. murder everyone classic Punisher. <laughs> yeah Okay. And there's like a great scene that they kind of use in like episode three of this where um, his like fe- uh, the Punisher's like female uh, uh, companion like gets a hold of it and she like talks about like how she's lost so many people and Daredevil confronts him like saying like, no, it's screw you. You know, police officers and firefighters, they lost fucking people and like they don't go on you know, rampages like you. And stuff like that, which he very similar in tone to the conversation that they had yeah. in episode three, where he was tied up. So, yeah, I'd say like once again, that's like for me, that was perfect timing that I picked up that issue right before I watched. Nice. 
Mm-hmm. It was cast perfectly, man. I mean, Bernthal was yeah. just, he was real good. Yeah, when I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, so that guy? Oh, wait, yeah. he's yeah. going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. A second, I quickly turned. I was like, wait, he could be awesome. <laughs> I yeah, like yeah, how yeah. it didn't remind me of, like, his, of Shane from Walking Dead. Because I yeah. was kind of worried yeah. about it when they cast him. I was like, oh, he's got the look. And I definitely, he's got that macho, like, what you want from a Punisher. But I was like, I just don't want him to have, like, a southern accent or just be whiny. Like, I just want him to be the, I just want him to be the Punisher, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I was just like, when I saw, when he first appears in the series, I was like, you got it, dude. You got it. Like, sign me up for a season, yeah. a couple. Let's do this. Yep. It wasn't until the series came out that I I realized like a lot of people like that the Punisher's like their favorite character of all time like that he's real popular man I, oh I didn't he's super popular I, for sure I didn't know until recently he just he, he just doesn't really get a lot of play and so usually it's like it, it'd be like regular people who aren't necessarily yeah. into comics and they yeah. love the yeah. Punisher I mean they you know they made yeah, three exactly. films <laughs> you know like, before yeah. <laughs> They've been trying to get this character like out in front for a while, but I think they finally did it in this kind Mm -hmm. of like episodic thing. Like I don't like, I feel like when I watch the Punisher movies, there's always parts I really like about them, but like having him just show up in certain episodes and stuff, it's like, Oh, that's like my taste of the Punisher. Like I get like four episodes and that's cool. And then he like comes back for like the end and it's like, Oh, cool. You know? Um, it'll be interesting to see how a series goes because yeah. I definitely thought they were, I liked that they gave um, there was a lot of like uh, he just had a lot of um, character to him like you could definitely tell he was hurt and he wasn't really yeah. the Punisher till that yeah. final you know that final scene like there were just a lot of build up about who he was and who he will become in future either Daredevil stories or his own uh, show. Yeah, because he he got the microchip disc, so you know. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. uh, For a a series of his own, or he'll just pop up in like the Defenders or something, or Daredevil season three, and just kind of play along in that arena, you know. Besides Punisher, is there anyone uh, you guys would want to see get like a Netflix series? Like I know they hinted at, you know, there's rumors about that, like. guy who plays hawkeye said he'd be down yeah. for one of those uh biggest one i definitely look for is like a moon knight yeah. i don't know if anyone's oh, yeah. ever read that because because see, see moon knight is like another character who plays in hell's kitchen and i think oh yeah if you've read if you read the latest hawkeye books he mm-hmm. he may not, he may not necessarily I don't, I don't know if he's in new york or like some other yeah. city but it plays like he would play in hell's kitchen too like he's got a he's got a rundown apartment He's got neighbors that he befriends, and like, there's dudes running around saying "bro, bro, bro" all the time. Like they're like, I don't know, like they're just they're like a bad stereotype. Yeah, um, and like, you know, uh, uh, calls them like the mafia vampires. Yeah, like mafia dudes. Yeah, and I, I feel like he could definitely play in that arena for sure. I mm-hmm. I personally, this is uh, not going to happen, but I'd like uh, for them to just do the X Men that way. Mm-hmm. Well, there is that TV show coming out. What, like, yeah, the, yeah, that is true. They are getting a TV show, but that's going to be like a young adult thing, right? That's the New Mutants, and it's going to be like, it's going to be like a CW show yeah, where it's, it's kind of half Dawson's Creek and half X Men. Yeah, they said it's going to be my wrong. Y A feel. Yeah, 
well, I'm, look, I'm going to be watching it, but it's not going to be it's not going to be as good as a Netflix X-Men. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I do feel like X-Men works would may maybe work better in a, as a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I like the movies are fine. They've been, they've done a good job. Um, none of them have been necessarily amazing. It may be except for first class. Um, but like it just, yeah, I guess they're just like with like Avengers, it's like they have like a ton of characters. And if you get like, you got Magneto, who's like a good guy slash bad guy. And then you got the main bad guy and you just have like sort of a bunch of different crossing, like, uh, storylines kind of going on. And I feel like, yeah, like a, as a team TV series, it might work a little better. It could. What channel is that going to be on anyway, that New Mutants thing? Uh, not sure. It's supposedly well, the guy that, that did uh, The Fault in Our Stars. Is that That's the guy, right? He's doing the um, New Mutants thing? Hmm. Maybe I have to look it up. A famous young adult writer is is doing it, and he's not known for like actiony type stuff. More like, you know, um, you know, more emotional stuff. So, I mean, that's that's interesting. Yeah, he'll bring, he'll definitely bring a different take to it. I'd like to see them do like, I don't know why, but I've always liked Nightcrawler. If they want, if they do Nightcrawler, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. If I if I had to focus on one X Men. Something about teleportation is more interesting than even flying to me. I don't know why. Yeah, I think so. Like the new mutants is basically they're they're obviously they're different mutants than you know what we know if you just have watched the movies. They're a lot of like I'm reading. <clears throat> it's like Cannonball, Karma, Mirage, Sunspot, Wolfsbane, Magic, Magic and right. um, Colossus's sister, uh, Warlock, Magma, Feral, Shatterstar, and more. So they could like, they could potentially like have some X Force in there. So it's like Shatterstar oh, and Feral and like Wolfsbane, Cannonball, like they could easily like they could start up like a, a an X Force and maybe maybe lead into some Cable stuff. But do you think they might want to they want to cross over with that with the next Deadpool movie? You think right. that 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 and then there's that. So I don't know. So that and I do know they want to possibly try and do an X-Force movie as well. So I mean that dude, that Deadpool movie was insane. Like the mm-hmm. box office on that, like they're definitely going to put out like four more of those. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's definitely, like people it's love the fuck out of some Deadpool. Like I I feel like it's great for that like and with and the same with um <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy, you sort of bring you get these characters that people know of but like they're not popular in sort of the in the world uh other than like if you read the comics and so like daredevil they can they made that movie along with introducing other characters and we actually got to see a uh you know well uh uh written uh like colossus you know mm-hmm. somebody who we haven't really seen before yeah, he was he was great, man. Is in the comics, is he is he like that straight laced? Is he that like? Oh my god, a woman's breast! I don't I don't think he's that straight laced. I don't think he's like. I think he's just kind of like regular, but they right. made him definitely more of like, you know, I mean the straight man what? for the film. Yeah, just to play off Deadpool more. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the only thing is, like, he looked great. That movie was fucking great, but 
dead but uh colossus's size like he's supposed to be like he doesn't like gain size when he changes right he just uh has he's just that's the that's the one thing the single thing singer got right about colossus over this movie was that it just a, a metallic thing comes over his body yeah yeah well, you never saw his human form in Deadpool. He was right. just always yes uh, in metallic, which you know one of the reasons why I like the Deadpool version is because he's always shown as like a hulking character. Yeah, right. He's supposed to be like you know the size of you know the mountain from Game of Thrones or something like that, and and then he's covered in metal as well, which I felt like none of the other film, the X Men films, ever got across where they finally did in this. Right. 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 He's Jeff Johns's favorite uh, Marvel character, mm-hmm. Colossus. I always thought that was interesting. All right, so thanks for listening to another episode of the Superhouse Podcast. Again, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud if you search for Thundercasts Podcasts. Um, thanks for listening. This has been Andrew from Los Angeles. This is James from Los Angeles. Joey in Cleveland. Uh, Matt in Riga. Uh, That's Latvia. Maddie in Cincinnati. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. See you. See you later. Peace. See ya. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.